Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Turn with me if you would. I have a very um, particular direction to go this morning. Uh, go to Romans. I thought I was going to continue on love, and it just wasn't there. So bless you. No. Uh, how many of you have been watching Pastor Nancy's love series? So good. Um, in fact, when I, the Holy Ghost had me to preach on love, I didn't realize that series was going on. And then it dawned on me, I go, oh my gosh, after I did the first service, I was like, she's preaching on love. So we're going to continue. We did love uh, this month. And next month as a congregation for the month of December, we're going to do love, uh, the way to victory. Dad Hagen's, and we may take two months on that. It's a little more substantial. So I don't want to get off of something that the Holy Ghost seems to be emphasizing quickly. You know, I'm not looking to move on. So we're just gonna kind of stay with that vein. Um, so just so you know, if you wanna pull that out, right now, again, we're still wrapping up with Love the Great Quest as the book of the month, but uh, we will still continue with love for the month of December. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Let's start in verse 12. No one, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, the same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him in faith. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. But how are people to call upon him who they have not believed in, whom they have, have no faith, on whom they have no reliance? How are they to believe in him, adhere to, trust in, and rely upon him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men be expected to preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings? How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things? But they have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed, had faith in what he has heard from us. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that come from the lips of Christ the Messiah himself. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have. For the scripture says their voice that of nature bearing God's message has gone out to all the earth and their words to the far bounds of the world. Again, I asked, did Israel not understand? Did the Jews have no warning that the gospel was to go forth to the Gentiles, to all the earth? First, there, was, there is Moses who says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation, a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown and revealed myself to those who did not consciously ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long I have stretched out my hands to people unyielding and disobedient and self-willed to a fault-finding, contrary and contradicting people. I want to look at this morning especially Verse 17, so faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing. 
The King James says, so then, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he goes on to talk about the nation that heard and rejected and those who would look to the eyes of that nation that rejected would look foolish, but would receive him. And the warning went out and the prophecy went out. And where I find myself here, verse 20 says, then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown, this is God talking, I have shown, revealed myself to those who did not consciously ask for me. Did you know that you were the one in this scripture that you have been found? He was found by those who did not seek him. Why? Because through Jesus, he sought you out. He belonged to the Jews. The covenant was with them. But when they rejected him, he said, I'm going to go seek out you and you and you and you. That's the difference. He revealed himself to them, but he sought me out. He found me, sought me out, sought my family out, but I still have a part to play now. And we back up to verse 17, that faith comes by hearing. We know this. uh, If we go back to Romans chapter one, let's say it together. The just shall live by faith. So here's the command of how I should live. If I've been made righteous because he sought me out, now what am I to live by? Faith. So what is the most important thing if we wrap it all up and tie it all up together and the winning prize is the most important thing is our hearing. It's our hearing. Because faith comes by hearing. And if I'm to live by faith, if I was sought out by faith, if Christ died by faith, if everything was provided by faith and faith comes by hearing, and not only did the Jews hear his words, not only did they see his demonstration and they still rejected him, what should I be protecting in my life the most? My hearing. My hearing. Nothing is more important than your place of hearing. So we're talking about this morning, protecting the place of our hearing. How do we guard the place of our hearing? How diligently, how fervently are we guarding the place of our hearing? How engaged are we in the place of our hearing? How engaged? Right now it's pretty quiet, so the engagement is minimal. I told you I was going to go back and preach on responding. I haven't done that yet. I hope y'all did better last week for Pastor Nancy. I wasn't here. I know y'all are listening. I know you're not. A couple days have passed. You can't be too full. But protecting the place of hearing. It says here in, in this passage, this particular passage, it says... How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. He calls beautiful the ones that are aiding in our hearing. 
That's what he calls. So how much should we protect the beautiful place that he has for us to hear the word of God? Um, many find beauty. We, we, there's different things we find beauty in. Uh, we, we find beauty in, how many of you find beauty in your, your landscape, in your yard? What do we do? We protect <laughs> that landscape. You know, we protect, we protect our investment. How invested are you in your place of hearing? We find those things that we have to invest the most in a treasure to us, important to us, valuable, right? Beautiful. We care for those things. We clean those things. We tend to those things. But what about the effort to protect the beautiful place of our hearing? Um, To guard, and this is all stemming from the fact that he sought you out, that he had a people. There was, he didn't need somebody else because he had a people. And they were warned, and in their rejecting of him, not all, but in the the overall rejecting of him, he said, I'm gonna seek out somebody who will love the hearing from me, who will love my words, and I'm gonna look for them. Amen? So let's go over and let's look at three examples. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Because I want to show you that hearing is enough. It's enough. If I protect my hearing, I have enough. If I watch over my place of hearing and I I esteem it as beautiful as God talks about it, that's enough. That hearing from God is going to be more than enough for my life. Here in Mark chapter 10, in verse 46, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus, say heard. Heard. Jesus of Nazareth. He began to cry out at his hearing. Not at his seeing, his hearing. The man couldn't see any miracles. The man couldn't, couldn't, he really couldn't get up from that place, so it's not like he could touch. He was not in the crowds. He was not going from city to city. He was not watching other blind men receive their sight. He was not watching the lame being healed. He was not watching the deaf ears open. He was not watching the maimed. What did he do? He heard of Jesus. It was enough hearing for him to get up and stand up and cry out. The hearing was his beautiful place. And it was enough for a miracle. The hearing and calling out from a place of hearing. Hearing, that's why it's so important that you protect the place that God has given you for your hearing because that is where your miracle will reside. Set at the hearing of Jesus. 
And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He doesn't know what Jesus looks like. He doesn't know what Jesus sounds like. He doesn't know what Jesus walks like. He didn't see what other Jews had seen. He did not see what those of past had seen. And when they saw it, they still rejected him. You see the importance here of hearing. Seeing is not believing. Seeing is doubting. If you have to see, there's a measure of doubt that rules your thinking. Hearing. Hearing. There's something so important about protecting and guarding your time of hearing. Why? Because beautiful are the feet of those who help you in your hearing. That help us guarding that, honoring that, protecting that. And this is what he did. He protected his hearing by talking over those who would cause him to question what he heard. He got louder and rejected another voice. How bold are you to reject a voice that would take you away from your hearing? Are we entertaining? Many things we have to guard against that we're not entertaining. We're rejecting what should not be entertained. Training our children to reject voices that should not be entertained. And so he rejected. He talked over and got louder. He may have been a beggar in society, but he was a victor according to what Jesus, son of Nazareth, or Jesus of Nazareth, son of David, and the mercy of God he recognized was going to give him his victory. But he wouldn't entertain any other voice around him. That's a huge key. Amen? I'll give you another one. Let's go to Mark chapter five. I'm gonna give you three examples. That's what Dad Hagen said. Mark chapter five. And it said here, he's on his way to raise up Jairus' daughter. And it says, and G, verse 24, and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and, throng, uh, and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And we understand this through, through Jewish law. She couldn't leave her house. She couldn't see Jesus. Unless that man passed by her window, which we don't know if he did or not, she could not leave her house. But there's an answer to that. Let's look here. When she heard, say heard, of Jesus, what did she do? She got out of her house. Came in the press behind and touched his garment. When she heard, the miracle began. When she heard, faith rose up. Not when she saw, she didn't see anybody. I mean, I don't know, maybe her neighbor 
had, you know, a hearing plot problem and got healed. Maybe they had a leg grow out. I don't know. But that doesn't say that she saw anything. It just said that she heard. So I'm not going to add anything to that. It just said she, say together, heard. All she needed was the right words in her ears. All she needed was the right testimonies coming to her. All she needed was to hear about Jesus. Isn't that how you receive salvation? Then how are we going to receive everything that salvation provides? It comes through hearing. It comes through hearing. Not through seeing. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press, touched his garment. For she said, if I, may but if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee? And sayest thou, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Why? Because a woman shut up in her house, couldn't leave. Law, society, society and law put one man on the curbside, blind, the, as a beggar. The other bit of society put this woman in her home, never to leave and to get out. So guess what? These two had hopeless situations. Hearing turns a hopeless situation completely around into a miracle. You have a hopeless situation, increase your hearing. You won't be hopeless any longer. This is what the world needs for their hopelessness. Hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word. They don't need another program. They don't need another social activity. They don't need another world leader. They don't need, they need to hear the word of God because we have seen what happened to a nation that rejected him. He passed by them and said, according, and the prophet prophesied it, he went and found another people. That other people, we received him, not because we were born into a bloodline. The Jews were born into a bloodline and something belonged to them because of the bloodline. You want to know why Jesus belongs to you? Because you heard him and you received him. You heard him. We did just as they did. We heard him and we received him. Go to Luke chapter seven. We got one more. Luke chapter seven. Do we see now this great importance of protecting our place of hearing? What comes and flows from this precious, beautiful place of hearing that God has given us? Luke chapter 7 says in verse 1, And when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered Capernaum, and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they had come to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy, uh, he was worthy for whom he should do this. 
Uh, for he loveth our nation, he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with him, and we, when he was now not far from the house of the centurion, sent friends to him, saying, saith, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldst enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed, for I am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and I say unto to one, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned about him and said unto him, the, uh, the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning the, whore, returning, uh, the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Notice what happened here. Uh, Jesus, this is a man in leadership. He's got a job. It never said he went to a Jesus of Nazareth crusade. It doesn't. Nope. Didn't go to a crusade, nor was he with Jesus even at this moment. What did he do? He sent a servant. But at some point in this process and in this time, he had heard of Jesus and he had heard just enough to know, I'm gonna send my servant and get my miracle. So you've got one man who's a beggar, one woman who's a cast out of society, and another who's not a Jew and in leadership. He's a, he's a military man. All three of these people, because of hearing, received a miracle, and all three are are shown and demonstrated in the word of God and their faith is magnified in the word. This is what hearing does. It takes one who's here, one who's here, one who's here, one who's over here, and it brings us all together in the unity of the faith and we become one people full of the power of God, the miracle flow, the healing flow, And this is why I want to look, I read the whole passage, passage there in Romans which says there is neither Jew nor Greek. That means there is neither, you know, college graduate, uh, uh, wealthy, rich, poor, less than, you know, royalty. There's none of that. Our equality is in our hearing. Because your victory is in your hearing. So here we're going to emphasize where our victory comes from. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you're willing to get up from where you're at, get out of the house, get here, get off the curb. As the centurion said, get, uh, we could say about him, get off your high horse. What did he have to do? He had to humble himself off that high horse and go to a man born as a carpenter, and say, you know what? I'm a man under authority, but your words carry more power than mine do. A man who has authority at the wave of his hand and the words of his lips, that man reached out to somebody that he said, wait a second, I recognize, I've heard of this Jesus, and I recognize more power and authority than I could ever carry. That woman's money couldn't get her the victory that faith provided her. So we see three examples, and it seems very clear to me that all they did was hear him, hear of him. And it doesn't say that they were in a crusade. It doesn't say how, listen, 
How much more if these, through their friends' voices, through those visiting, the woman with the issue of blood, her home, and telling her? And how hard are we when we hear the word of God preached and it, and it comes up uh, that we become this stiff-necked and go, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. And we shut down our own flow of faith. Thank God we have three precious examples of people Amen. who did not shut down the flow of faith, the flow of power. Amen. They didn't go back then. Jesus was the source of power. But notice this. They didn't even, power was already flowing before they even went to him. Why? Because faith was flowing. As long as faith is flowing in your ears and out of your mouth, power is flowing to you. Amen. Amen. So we have to protect this place of hearing. Um, we see what the world does, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with this. We see what the world does, especially through social media. There's uh, these, these programs now, and you can um, get a, a book or an instruction course on how to like make money. You know what I mean? If you'll do these five simple steps, <laughs> we can take, you know, your $200 and now I sit at home on my butt and I don't have to go anywhere and I make all this money because of social media, right? I'm not against it. I'm just saying. But what do people, and then they say, DM me for more information, right? How many people? Why? Because they want to hear how to make money, yes. <laughs> right? They want to hear this person's knowledge and this person's expertise that they're advertising on social media as they sit there in their living room and talk about how they've made all this money from who knows where and that it'll work the same for you. Again, I'm not discrediting anybody with that. I'm just saying the amount of people that hear that and believe that they can make hundreds of thousands of dollars it's endless. All they heard was one reel of somebody advertising their five-step program to make a bunch of money, to lose a bunch of weight, to get a better education, to do all, all these things that are going to make you a six. They heard one reel, and they were real quick to, to put DM me. Right? Why? Because we need more hearing. I got to know, I got to hear what this person has to say because they're telling me and I'm, I'm believing that what they're saying is absolutely the truth. It must be. <laughs> I'm 25 years old and I never work again a day in my life. I mean, it's amazing how quickly people hear and believe. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just talking, I'm, I'm presenting a concept, right? It's a concept. I mean, it used to be infomercials, right? Now it's reels. Yeah. But I mean, back in the day, you know, you say, well, I don't, I'm not on social media, but you had infomercials and you would believe. My father-in-law was one of those. As seen on TV. I'm telling you what, there was an as seen on TV section and the, the, he would tell Stephen, um, he'd see it on, you know, the TV, on the news channel, as seen on TV. Stephen, order me that. 
Stephen, order me that. Why? Because at the hearing, he really believed that that product was going to do everything that they said it was going to do. He loved the as seen on TV. And it, honestly, it only took one hearing. And he'd be like, Stephen, get me that. Order me that. And he'd say, oh, dad, that's junk. That's junk. And he said, pretty much 10 out of 10, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they kept that, the George Foreman grill, a long time. That was pretty good. But you understand, people are not going to miss an opportunity when they hear it to capitalize on that. And yet every week when we come together, how do we miss this opportunity to capitalize on a flow of miracles, signs, wonders, provision, generosity, uh, uh, an opportunity of thanksgiving to flow with God. For just one seat, DM me. For one seat available at your local church, down at your local church, you can come and hear how to be so blessed, how to be so rich, how to be uh, so thankful and grateful and joyful in your life for the small fee of driving on down. (laughs) But how do we protect that place, guard that place? Amen? And uh, many sacrifice the place of receiving from heaven even because of an earthly relationship. I'll say that again. Many will sacrifice their place of hearing to hear from heaven because of an earthly relationship. Somebody, thank God, Bartimaeus didn't listen to those earthly relationships. Thank God, sister that no longer has the issue of blood. No longer. She's not the sister with it. She's a sister without it. Free of it. She didn't listen to maybe family who was like, uh, for your own safety, we don't want you to go to prison. Just stay home. Because it never said anybody went with her. Nobody, as far as we know, nobody was with her. She never, those people didn't sacrifice. That man, uh, that centurion didn't sacrifice. He could have, what if he, he would have been, because Jesus was seen as a threat. Threat to leadership, threat to, to, to the empire. At some point, he was seen as a threat to the Jews. He's seen as a threat to anybody. This man had to humble himself and possibly his place of leadership to go and seek out help from somebody that even his boss would have seen as a threat. They were willing to risk everything because they heard something that was going to give them everything. Don't ever let an earthly relationship cause you to give up a heavenly flow in your life. There's no man or woman worth you giving up the place of hearing. Amen? No relationship, no family member. There's no love somebody can provide you greater than the love that Jesus has for you. Why? Because when we go back to Romans chapter 10, we see that he sought us out. That person seeking you out, 
DMing you, acting all interested, that fellowship that you think is so great and so wonderful and so much fun, nobody sought you out like Jesus did. And absolutely nobody is worth sacrificing your heavenly gift and your heavenly reward and your heavenly flow. Nobody is worth sacrificing. I will not give up my heavenly flow for some earthly carnal voice. Protect your place of hearing. And if there's somebody bringing a voice contrary to that, which one's going to go? You know, one of these things doesn't belong. God, I mean, God will let us choose that. He's not going to control you. It's up to you. God will let you choose. He's so loving and so much loves us. He wants you to choose him of your own free will. He's not going to force you. But I tell you what, when you choose him, you choose his words, uh, you choose his life, you choose that uh, greater one on the inside of you, that greater voice on the inside of you, then you can have everything that these three laid hold of. You can have health for your own body, restoration for, your, for the things that you've lost. That's what they had. She had her life back. He had his eyesight restored. The, the, the soldier, he had his, his servant. You know what that represents? Everything that belongs to you. Those things that have been affected, that belong to you, that have been affected in your life, you can have things restored back in your life. How? Through hearing. Through hearing. You don't need to see anything. We don't need to see. These people, we, for all we know, they didn't see anything. It just said that they heard. So we've got to protect this place of hearing in our lives. It's so, so important that we honor, uh, but not just honor, that we prioritize our place of hearing and how we come to the place of hearing. That it's the place of miracles, miracles flowing because just as Jesus was, once they heard him, they believed. If I can just get, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, but today we're not touching the hem of his garment. If it's if I can just get to my place of hearing, I'll get my answer. It says, how will they hear unless they have a preacher? This was the divine order. Jesus was not to be here. Now there's a divine preacher. So when you come and you sit in a service, it's as if you're sitting in, number one, we're part of his body, but number two, this is Jesus' way of ministering to you. It's his way of you hearing of the master. It's his way of providing you an opportunity to hear as those three did. Amen? So it's not church as always. Church as usual. Church as typical. Church as, you know. And this is what we're going to have to guard against. Come December. I'm just saying, my pastor used to preach a message, you know, how to guard against, uh, I've, he had a catchy title. He don't always do catchy titles because he had long series. So it'd be part one, two, three, four. But I, I, we were talking about the other day and Pastor Anderson, he would have this sermon that he would preach around the holidays so that we wouldn't fall into this uh, slump and relaxness in our hearing. That our fer- every time we came together, there was still a fervency in hearing. We may be busy, but don't let that busyness affect Amen. where the flow of God is for your life. Yes. Amen? Amen. Doesn't mean you cut things out of your schedule and you know, we get religious and get weird. 
You can still do all the things and keep that fire burning hot on the inside. How do we do that? Protect the place of hearing. Value the place of hearing, honor the place of hearing, love the place of hearing, and just rejoice every time that you have a place to come and hear the word of God because he sought you out. He found you, he took you in. When others rejected, he came and sought you and said, I know somebody who will accept me and receive me. And he received us, amen? Well, this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't want to go any further without giving an opportunity for those that are in here. You say, Pastor, I need this Jesus. I need that miracle worker in my life. My life is, maybe it's a mess, maybe it's lonely, maybe it's empty, maybe you have needs that you've tried to meet yourself And you say, it's just not enough. I'm coming up short every time. Well, I tell you what, Jesus has such a provision and a love for you that he never wants you to come up short again. He never wants you to have a down day. He never wants you to be sick. He never wants you to be depressed. He loves you more than you would ever be able to love yourself. If there's anyone in here this morning and you say, pastor, that's me. I have got to come meet this Jesus. It's that simple. I've heard what you said, and I know that something needs to change in my life, or I'm, I, I'm, I've at one time, maybe you say at one time, I've walked with Jesus. I did receive Jesus, but I need to get back to that place with him. I can't go any further without him. Is there anyone in here that you would, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, you would raise your hand and say, Pastor, That's me. Just be confident in reaching out. The word says if we uh, cry out to him, if we reach out to him boldly, he's gonna reach back out to you. Is there anyone in here? You say, that's me, pastor. I see that hand over here. Anyone else? You say, I've got to come home. I've got to come back. I've got to meet him. I've got to know him. That's the only step you need to take. He's not asking you to give anything up. He's not asking you uh, to make any big changes. He's just asking you that when you hear him, you receive him. It's the greatest miracle you ever receive in your life is the miracle of Jesus. Is there anyone else that would join my friend over here, my brother, and say, that's me, pastor. I've got to make that change today. I need something different in my life. And I can hear that that something different is Jesus. Anyone at all, you say, that's me. I'm gonna wait another moment. I'm not gonna rush. If you you feel that tug, if you feel, that's not pressure on you. That's the love of God. That is the love of God ministering to you. Don't reject that love. That is a love that you will never experience from any man, woman, Any bit of of, uh, success can't give you that feeling. The love of Jesus is so so beautiful, so precious, and such a gift. Is there anyone else in here that you sense that tug of the love of God and you say, I have to yield to that? Raise your hand, anyone else? Because I'm not in a hurry and I'm not nervous and neither is God. Be confident to come home. Be confident to receive him. Anyone else? 
Anyone that may be watching, you can also get in on this. But I wanna ask, congregation, stand with me to your feet. And I wanna ask my brother over here, come join me up here. I wanna pray with you, brother, because today is the best day of your life. Amen. And anyone else, you say, I've gotta get down here. I've got to join him. Anyone else, you can come down. It is not too late. Anyone else, you want to come down and receive Jesus. So I take it you've received Jesus at one time, but you walked away. You're coming back. Amen. What a, what a wonderful day. <laughs> the future is so bright for this man. The so bright. And the things that he has for all of us. And he's come and he's chosen. I'm gonna walk with Jesus. I choose his plan and his path as we all did at one time. So give me your hands. Father, I thank you for this young man. I thank you that he's come home to you. And I agree with him that Father, all that he is seeking, he shall find. And Jesus, I thank you for ministering to him, touching him and that today and from here on out, he will live for you all the days of his life. And we give you thanks and praise for what you're doing in him, what you've done for him today, and Father, for what you have ahead. How wonderful it is. And we rejoice with him for the greatness of your plan for his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know, who do we want? Jake, why don't you go ahead and go with Brother Jacob. He's got some things he's gonna get into your hands. He wants to, we wanna bless you with. Congregation, you can be seated this morning. How wonderful is that? So, so great to be in the household of faith. Amen. Well, we'll um, we're gonna have, we've got some announcements and some other things. Again, be praying for us. We're getting on the road. Pastor Nancy and Stephen are already gone preaching. Uh, so just be in agreement with us that those places that we go, the word has free course and is glorified, preached boldly. There's divine utterances, amen. Bible school students, you have Reverend Joel Siegel this week. Woo! So you've got a wonderful week ahead. Uh, half of us will be back on Wednesday. Uh, Pastor Nancy, she'll be, be out. And then we'll be back together here Tuesday, next Sunday. You don't want to miss it. And also, I think we're making announcement that Reverend Jerry Savell is going to be over in Chino at uh, the Reina's Church there. And we uh, we have a, a, our staff Christmas party that night. We don't have prayer. Uh, but we want to extend that invitation to any of you who may want to go here, Reverend Savell. Uh, it's very easy to get to their church. Many of you have been there for different things. Uh, Stevens preached there. They've had rallies. So if you want to be a part of it, that's going to be next Sunday. And I think they're going to give more information on that. But we just wanted you to know. Uh, and we would be there if we had not set our staff Christmas party that day. We would be there uh, for that service if we could. But we invite you to help, help you avail yourself to that opportunity. Amen. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.